welcome back to another episode of the Tile Money Podcast. My name is Luke Miller, your host, and this is the podcast that is strengthening the tile industry, specifically the tile installation industry. We're doing this with our business education designed for contractors by contractors. This education is being heard around the world, and it is assisting tile contractors to build sustainable, profitable businesses. The result is a stronger industry from the installer up. Today, we have another great interview lined up for you. We have Joe Fowler. Uh, Joe is a contractor from Arlington, Texas area. That's the Dallas-Fort Fort Worth area. Joe specializes in tile remodels, but as his name suggests, Joe Tile & More, he can do and offer his clients more services than just tile. I met Joe at Coverings in Orlando a couple of months ago this summer and had a great conversation with him. It was really nice to get to know him. Joe is an owner-operator who does not employ anyone to assist him with his work, so he does all the work himself. So if any of you are in similar circumstances, this episode will be particular interest to you. We had a great conversation. Uh, we talked about his Instagram channel, which recently landed. He just recently started and recently landed him work a very nice job because of his Instagram channel. And I think you'll be surprised to learn about the details of this. Before getting Joe on the show, I want to thank the sponsors of this Tile Money podcast for making this possible and allowing us to produce weekly content and get it out to tile contractors everywhere. The National Tile Contractors Association can be your most valuable resource as a tile contractor. They are the oldest and largest association for tile contractors. They are very good at answering any question you have, whether you're looking for specific solutions to complicated problems or an introduction maybe to an expert in a certain field of tile like pool or glass or something that you're not familiar with. Whatever the case might be, the NTCA has your back. The members are some of the most profitable and professional tile contractors I know. Join for the community and stay, stick around for the knowledge and the value they offer you, the tile contractor. Check out uh, the NTCA and see what they can do for your business. Ladecree International, another sponsor of ours. Ladecree is one of the leading innovators in the tile installation materials world. They are credited with inventing Thinset and winning the World Trade Center contract for providing that lightweight solution to be able to build the world's tallest buildings at the time. Go Ladecree! A family-run, privately-held company with family values that you can feel when you are talking to their reps, all the way up to the family members, many who are still working in the business today. Ladecrete provides everything you need to install tile, from waterproofing to grout and silicone. It's a one-stop manufacturer. Now, GoBoard, our third sponsor, is an innovative tile backer board that is manufactured by Johns Manville. Discover the possibilities with this easy-to-cut and handle waterproof product. It's lightweight yet very durable. Carry a bunch of boards in one trip. Seal those joints and fastener penetrations using GoBoard sealant to achieve ANSI A118.1 compliant installations. GoBoard Pro sealant is now available in 20-ounce sausage packs. Ask your distributor to get them in if you haven't seen them. Prep is everything. Without solid, solid prep, what do you got? Not much. Learn more at GoBoard, or excuse me, jm.com slash GoBoard. Happy Tile Guy is the last sponsor I'll mention. HappyTileGuy.com is where tile contractors are getting professional websites built fully. Search engine optimized for lead generation and your online hub for your business. People want to know more about you 
uh, and they, where are they going to learn? Your online hub from happytileguy.com is the answer. All right, let's bring Joe on to the podcast. Hey, Joe. Hey, what's up, Luke? Not much. How are you doing today? Doing good, doing good. Well, I want to thank Living you. Living the dream. Living the dream? All right. You're, you're yeah. off, off on a Monday doing podcasting. That is the truth. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate you uh, you joining me. I, I, I enjoyed, you know, getting to know you at Coverings, and we'll, I'm sure we're going to yeah, talk. Yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun, huh? Oh, yeah. I loved it. Can't wait for next year in Vegas. Now, was that your first Coverings? We will get into this a little further. Yeah. That, that was my first coverings. That's what I thought. That's what I remembered. So, yeah. well, listen, why don't you give the, the listeners, the audience, a 30,000 foot overview of uh, your introduction to tile and, and kind of where you are today, all the way up to where you are today. Okay. Um, started doing this back in 93. Um, basically, I, when I started dating my ex-wife, her brother-in-law at the time was a tile guy. Oh, okay. Um, he said, hey, he said, hey, you want a job? I said, sure. <laughs> So, I mean, I started out as a helper, making five bucks an hour, um, quickly worked my way up to, you know, 10, 12, eventually 20 bucks an hour. Um, by the time we parted ways, I was getting 50% of everything he built. Wow. He would just basically show up on the job, say, unload my truck. You know, I got to go. You know, he'd meet with the builders and stuff. But it was just me and maybe one or two helpers that actually did the work. And how long did that? Um, about how, 08, 09, they How long did that relationship last? I worked for him for 16 years. Okay. 16 years. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I would probably still be working for him. It's a pretty good gig. <laughs> um, just doing the work and not having to deal with all the extra. Yeah. So what happened? But 08, 09, um, the economy took a dump, you know, in 08, 09. The housing market dried up. You know, the, the work was no longer hand-delivered on a silver platter to him. Right. And what what, what was my side work became my only work. Mm. So, you know, I've been solo ever since. So he was um, doing what a lot of people are doing right now, which is capitalizing on an influx of work, right? Because during, you know, like you're saying, right. the, you know, basically the early 2000s, all the way up until like 07, work was very easy. Uh, it was just abundant, right? There wasn't, there's not enough contractors today, and it was similar back then. So your yeah. your boss at the time was just kind of getting lucky because everybody was getting lucky if they hung a sign that said contractor right, well, he, on their door. Yeah. He found somebody good that he could trust, and he knew the jobs were done right yeah. um, if I was on the job. So he, he was pursuing a career in security work. So now he actually does major security, goes on world tours for different bands. Oh, and, wow. You know, so he had big two. Are in town, so he had two. On their security. Oh, okay. So he had two gigs. One was, you know, the yeah. gig you were really running and, and producing the work, and that's why he was affording to give you 50% because he was on the side Right. making his second gig, which is now it's full, sounds like maybe it's full-time gig. Yep. Yep. That's all he does now. Security, professional cool. security work. Cool. Well, good for him. I'm, so, I'm glad, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad it worked out. Um, and you learned a lot along the way, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, started as a helper. Eventually I was setting full-time and I had a couple helpers underneath me 
And, you know, my boss at the time, he might show up at noon and leave at one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and before long, you know, he just wouldn't show up at all unless he was dropping off tile. Right. You know, because he had the big, you know, dually truck and he'd pull up with two pallets of tile and say, you know, get it off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this goes here, that goes there, get it done. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, for him, it was great, you know, because... You know, I wish I wish I could find somebody like myself back then that I could trust on the job. That'd be nice. You know, good help's hard to find. Yeah, but so you know, that just evolved into me working. Um, you know, I always did side jobs for friends and family, and you know, evenings, weekends, whatever. And you know, my side gig became my only gig. So you know, Joe's Tile was born. Yeah. <laughs> So it was right around that the crash when you kind of said, you know, that his work dried up and then it became apparent that, you know, you're providing for yourself. Talk, tell us about that transition. Was it tough? I mean, was that frustrating? Um, it, it wasn't too bad because my wife at the time, she worked. Um, she was high school counselor and we had a young child, you know, I think she was one years old, two years old, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I still had bills to pay, so I still had to work. And when the economy kind of took a dump, nobody was building houses. Everybody was renovating their houses because, you know, the market was so bad they couldn't sell. So they might as well put some of that money into their house. So I still stay busy. Um, you know, there's very rarely am I just sitting at home wondering what's next. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so well, that's it's good. just the nature of the beast. Yeah. So as, as you were transitioning into your own business Mm -hmm. what business lessons did you learn from your prior boss Um, and these could be good things that you imitated or they could be you know and we don't need to throw them under the bus but what did you how did you start to craft and think about hey this is what I want Joe's tile and more to look like and feel like for my clients was there a lot of that um the biggest thing is just I didn't know what to charge you know because I was basically just a worker bee, (laughs) you know, he handled all the billing and all that stuff. So even the little bit I did know, you know, I was kind of doing remodels for builder prices, Yeah. you know, and sure you stay busy when you're charging cheap rates. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, eventually I learned to charge more. Um, uh, Eventually I found, you know, the John Bridge forums and found the Facebook groups and all that and kind of realized some of the things we were doing weren't quite right. (laughs) You know, when it comes to like waterproofing showers and stuff like that. But, you know, I don't know business wise that he taught me anything. You know, he just, you know, at the end of the week I got a check and he didn't really teach me anything about the business. Yeah. So I've learned a lot listening to your podcast and, you know, the Facebook groups and all that good stuff. Oh, good, good. Well, I'm glad to hear it. And now you oh, met, yeah. you kind of mentioned earlier, like, you know, I wish I could find somebody like me to, hi- you know, that's yeah. always the thing that entrepreneurs say, right? Well, I wish I had a clone, you know, cloning right. or whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah. Is that yeah, kind of your attitude now? Are you looking for employees? I'm not, I'm not actively looking. Um, I've, I've had a couple guys over the years, you know, they work for a couple weeks and then they disappear and they have all the excuses about their right. grandma died and, you wow. know, all this stuff. So it's, it's hard to find somebody. And then once they learn anything, yeah. you know, they learn how to make a couple cuts and, you know, thin set and grout, they think they can do it on their own. 
So they disappear and they start doing floors. And, wow. you know, I had this one kid, he called me. He's like, hey, can you come help me do a shower? I don't know how to do showers. I'm like, nope. Right, right. Oh, because he <laughs> yeah. worked for you and then he was like, yeah, he, come. Yeah, he worked for me. me and then he, wanted, he wanted me to come do a shower pan and get it all ready for him so he could just tile it. Wow. wow. You know, I'm like, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, and you you really need to in this industry learn the proper methods before you go out on your own and oh, just yeah. try and wing it. It it is you know um, it is a problem in our industry. We have a lot of runaway helpers, and you know we we have a lot of discussions on you know things we can do to help that and you know or fix that right. And um, you know it's it, I myself probably I identify as a runaway helper. I mean, I, I started the yeah. trade at 17. My boss, you know, uh, he was, he worked in the field every day, but he had, he had multiple, right. he had multiple jobs going. So he, by the time I was like, not, I would say 19. So two years, I mean, not, not anywhere close to being, you know, you know, an installer really, but it, he was sending me out on small, you know, 200 foot flooring jobs, and, yeah. you know, I mean, maybe it'd be four or 500, but it, it'd be a kitchen, an entry and two bathrooms and, and maybe something, right. something else. So there was, you know, they were like the biggest room would have been two, two fifty. So it's, you know, and the way it, it, the way it was is, is square 12 by 12 tiles with quarter inch joints. It's kind you know, I, I mean, so it's a little bit more, you know, I wasn't doing shower work or, or anything really right. intricate on my own at that point. But he was like yeah. your boss. Hey, just send him out, you know, see what happens. Hopefully we all get paid, right? <laughs> and so yeah. what that did in my mind is say, hey, I'm already doing this on my own. You know, I can run away, you know, and there was no, there wasn't, a, there was education for what we were doing his way, but there was no bigger introduction to the industry. Um, and I yeah. think, I think that's where some people, you know, there's always going to be these kids, right? And as people, we make mistakes and we're, we leave the nest early, so to speak. But I think, right. you know, that's something that I've noticed like J&R does. They really try to educate them as much as possible and kind of almost, you know, for lack of a better term here, scare them into not leaving too early. You know, maybe maybe <laughs> yeah. showing them some of the failures and showing them, you know, some of the overhead that a company has and showing them revealing a little bit behind the curtain. Um, I, right. I'm just throwing this up, you know, out there because – it got my wheels turning, you know, because this is such a, you know, such an interesting predicament that the time, you know, we have in the trades, probably across right, the trades right. in general. Um, but especially for <laughs> low entry level, I mean, Tyler, you could, I'm sorry, and I'll let you talk. Tyler, you can get started for like three, four, five hundred bucks and you're, you're good to go. I mean, a high school kid yeah. can go out and invest. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I truly wish there was more regulation on becoming a tile contractor, you know, licenses and certifications and whatnot, kind of like a plumber or an electrician, yeah. you know, so that we could weed out some of the people that shouldn't be there yeah. that are turning out bad work that, you know, they go back and repossess with a sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, here in Texas, you don't have to have anything to be a contractor. Um, I mean, you just have your, your truck and your tile saw and you can say you're a tile contractor. Is there you know, a, and I, is there a, a fee like a, like a business fee or nothing? There, there's absolutely nothing in Texas. Yeah. It's the wild west. Wow. Is it, um, and they call that a right, I mean, a right to work state. Yep. 
Yeah, I mean, basically anybody can, you know, you can be a builder tomorrow. You can say Luke's Custom Homes and print up some signs and become a, a home builder. Wow. And people would buy your houses, even though you don't know how to build a house. <laughs> you know, it's same with tile. You, know, you can be a tile contractor and print up some business cards and, yeah. you know, do your thing. So how do you, you know, go about distinguishing Joe's tile and more and um, and in a way that is your your clients are going to have confidence in your work and choose you because I know another right. problem with Texas is uh, there's a lot of you know inexpensive ch- or cheap work really uh, very yeah. very low prices especially with things like flooring like I mentioned when I was in Tucson you know uh, we were just knocking them out uh, so how do you right. yeah. position Joe's Tile and More to, to be different? Yeah, I mean, being a border state, we've got a lot of low-cost labor crossing the border that will do it for next to nothing. Um, I mean, I always I try to be professional. I always have my Joe's Tile shirts. Um, my van is decaled out with Joe's Tile and more. Yeah. Um, you know, I always try and show up looking clean. Um, just do honest work for a fair price. Um, you know, when I see the pricing on some of the Facebook groups, you know, it's still really high compared to what I charge, but you know, I'm getting there slowly, but surely. I want, I wanted to highlight uh, your van here. Uh, and if, oh yeah. for those listening, you can check it out on YouTube. It's a really nice, attractive van, you know, really nice, right. low, low, clean, easy to distinguish. My, my only regret is I didn't get the taller van, you know, ah. the, the, high, the higher roof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's a tip for all you looking for. Um, what Which one is this, a Ford? Yeah, it's Ford Transit. Transit. So if you're looking for the, t- the higher van, yeah, because you're like, you're like my height. You're like 6'2 or 6'3, right? Yeah, 6'2. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's pretty rough being bent over, cr- climbing in and out of that. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, that helps just look more professional. Like I said, the work shirts, um, showing up clean, answering calls, <laughs> you know, returning calls. So many people, they, they can't even get a contractor to return a phone call. Wow. So it's it's rough. Yeah. So you just, you, you know, you just distinguish yourself. And it sounds so simple. It sounds so, like, yeah, you know, elementary. But it's funny because... You know, I interviewed uh, Mike. Uh, oh, I can't remember. He's the Mike. Oh, I forget his last name at the moment. He's he wrote the 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 um, markup and profit for contractors book. Okay. So he's yeah. you know, and he's you know, like my grandfather's age. He's you know, he's in his seventies at, at least. But um, you know, so he's been working with contractors and has been a contractor for you know fifty years or whatever, a long time, right? Right. And he said, you know, the biggest the biggest takeaway, and this was almost two years ago. Uh, if you want to listen, it's probably the summer of of nineteen when we did some interviews together. And he said that uh, you know it's the simple things like you're saying, hey, be professional, you know, uh, um, return your phone calls. Be polite, right. you know, be clean. And these will distinguish you from 80, 90% of the other bids out there, the other contractors out there. Um, yeah. So that is that what you're saying to me? Is it's fairly basic? Pretty much, yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's pretty simple. Do, do good work. Yeah. You know, look professional. Look the part. You know, don't just show up in any random shirt. You know, 
it doesn't cost much to have some shirts made up with your company logo. Yeah. Um, you know, look clean, presentable, treat their house the way you'd want your house treated, you know, drop cloths, plastic, whatever, you know, a fan in the window to suck out dust. Sure. You know, it, it doesn't take much for, you know, people to know you do good work and you care about what you're doing. Um, and you're somebody so, who, who gets most of your work from referrals you mentioned earlier? Yeah, you know, probably 90% of it is repeat and referral. Um, I just got, you know, I've been on Facebook forever with my Joe's Tile page, but I just a couple of years ago is when I found the Facebook groups. Mm. Um, and then just a year ago, I started a, um Instagram page. Mm. So everything I do, I post to Instagram and it links to my Joe's Tile Facebook page. What's, so what's your Instagram again? Uh, Joe Tile Moore. Uh, Facebook came up with that link for my Facebook, just Joe Tile Moore. So I'd use the same thing for my Instagram too. Nice. At Joe Tile um, Yep. Nice. And I've, I've got it on my van and stuff. But I'm just now starting to see some jobs come in through Instagram. Nice. Um, people found me on Instagram. Um I had a job I just finished recently. The homeowner found me on Instagram, but they've also been a fan of the tile coach on YouTube. Oh yeah. So they were watching the tile coach and, you know, were being educated about proper methods and waterproofing and everything else. And they found me on Instagram and said, Holy cow, this guy uses flow effects trains. This guy uses go board on his walls. You know, he knows what he's doing. So, I mean, that turned into a pretty good job. Yeah, I'd you know, say. and that was that was strictly from Instagram. So, you know, it's it helps, but I'd still say ninety percent of my business is repeat and referral. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'll I'll talk to people. You know, they'll say, "Yeah, you did a bathroom for us twelve years ago, and we want to we want to do the other bathroom." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> you know, but if you do good work, they remember who you are. Yeah, yeah. You know, if, if you were this, you know, shady character that, you know, dirty and grungy and trash their house, they're going to remember that too. Yeah. And they won't be calling you back. <laughs> yeah. In fact, it's, so, it's, it's a lot harder to um, get them to remember you just by doing good work. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, it is important. They'll, they will hopefully remember that. But if you do something, even just one thing wrong, especially when it comes to a personal thing like kicking their dog or, you know, scratching, scratching their tub or, you know, leaving a mess, you know, uh, leaving fingerprints on the wall or on their glass door on the way out. I mean, you could do the perfect job, but when it comes to some of those personalized, you know, little things, they really, you know, people take offense and and they don't forget it. They don't forget the bad, you know, which is is a, a real bummer, but Knowing that that's just human, I mean, we're the same way, Joe. You and I are the same yeah. way. We walk into a store, we might find something we like, we buy out. The person treats us rude. We remember the person treated us rude, not that we found the shirt yeah. or whatever we were shopping for. Uh, that's just human nature. So remembering that that's human nature and knowing that is is why Joe takes all these steps to be extra, you know. Do you mind if I share your, your Instagram here? Yeah, go ahead. Let's see. Let's just take a quick look at this because I think this is a really powerful story. Uh, so it's just Joe Tilemore. He's got just over 500 followers. 
Uh, he's got 158 posts and he's following 300 people, you know, so not a, not a whole lot in the bio, but it's just simple. It's clean living the dream as a tile contractor in Arlington, Texas. He told people where he was, you know, how many times I see professional contractor businesses and they don't tell people who they are right here. Yeah. That's, you know, that's a no brainer for me. Then he has a link (laughs) to his Facebook page so people can see more and they might be able to see reviews. And then he has his reviews. Each one's, you know, clean and looks good and highlights his work. But, you know, he's getting work because somebody found Isaac Ostrom, the tile coach on YouTube, and has been watching the YouTube channels. Then they went and they saw the flow FX drains and they saw the go board on the walls and they said, hey, we're going to call Joe. And that's yeah. it. That's it, folks. It's as easy as that. And that's how this community of tile contractors is raising each other up and helping each other up. You don't have to have this huge platform. You don't have to have 10,000 followers. I don't even have 10,000 followers on Instagram. You could have 500. You right. can have 10 and still be landing work. It's all about the way you present yourself. Um, right. that, that's pretty exactly. cool. That's a cool story. And I, you know. Yeah. You know, uh, Instagram, I mean, uh, Isaac Ostrom on YouTube, he's putting out a lot of content. I think he has close to 150,000 followers. And homeowners, consumers are finding him because of, you know, the the work he's doing, the research he's put into being found and growing an Instagram channel. And I know that can be a controversial subject for some guys because of the, the kind of films you know, he produces, but he's teaching people how to ask questions is what he's doing. So if consumers are going to his channel and seeing products and he's asking questions, at least it gets their wheels turning. Then they do more research. Then they, then they're more inclined to to call a guy like Joe Fowler because he's using some products they recognize from where they're getting their education. So this is exactly how social media and tile contractors and, and we as a community are pushing the conversation forward and starting to get clients. Hey, let's talk about the products we're going to use under the tile, right? Because for so long, it's just been, we just want to talk about the tile. What's it going to look like? They don't think about or care to know what's underneath. Now, Isaac Ostrom, all of us, Joe Fowler, myself, you know, Jason McDaniel, all these people who are putting out content, you know, HUD's tiling on Instagram. They're, getting consumers to think twice before picking up that phone call and, and jot some questions down for that contractor. I think this is brilliant. Yeah. Well, it's like on my Instagram or on Facebook, I don't just show the pretty finished pictures. I show, you know, maybe a tear out picture then I show a prep picture then I show you in the mud bed picture and then I'll show, you know, halfway installed picture and then I'll show the final picture. Yeah. You know, it's not just about, Oh, here's a pretty shower. Yeah. You know, it, it shows the steps that went involved, went into it um, and some of the products. How much of your, how much time do you spend on average educating your clients about the process? Uh, when I'm face-to-face bidding, um, you know, it's, I, I tend to be pretty reserved and shy, but when I'm talking about something I'm passionate about, I can just, I'm chatty Kathy all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So when I'm talking with homeowners, you know, and start telling them, you know, how I do stuff and the products I use, you know, I just go on and on and on. And they're like, okay, we get it. You know, <laughs> you know I always, I heard somewhere that a, a 
bathroom shower sees more water in a year than your roof. Right. So I tell them that's why it has to be 100% waterproof before you put any tile on the wall. Yeah. Uh, so once they kind of hear that, they, they, their ears perk up and they say, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that other guy was just going to hang concrete board and tile it, you know. Yeah. And I did that for many years because I didn't know any better. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It's back in the 90s and early 2000s. We didn't have social media showing us what's wrong and Facebook groups and all that stuff. You know, I always always joke, you know, we we knew there was national standards, but we didn't think they really applied to us. I thought that was more of a commercial thing. If you were on a commercial job, it had to go by these standards. But, you know, for us, you just lick it and stick it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, you know, finding these Facebook groups has really changed my world as far as shower prep and, you know, uncoupling and everything else, movement joints, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you were able to, you know, not just say, hey, I've been doing it this long. I was taught this way. My, you know, we're, we're, you know, but you're able right. to say, oh, wow, some of this talk, you know, even though it's it goes against the way I've been doing it, I'm going to I'm going to slow down and read and, and learn and apply. Yeah. Oh, I. I drive my wife crazy researching stuff. Yeah. Well, that's really part of the job as a contractor, you know, is, is to research what we don't know. And, uh, I, when I started working around contractors that actually did this, I was shocked, you know, because I started working around contractors who oftentimes would have to research sometimes a week, you know, a day or several days, sometimes a full week before they ordered products for their clients. And right. then it started to dawn on me, okay, this is the difference. This is what they're doing. They're putting a lot more time and intention into this job before they even start it rather than just taking the job, running to the big box store, getting whatever the, you know, the least expensive, pro, you know, installation, thin set or whatever it might be. And then, go, yeah. and then just doing it, you know, that's just like, oh, you just want it. You just want it in for the cheapest, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's that we, we can do that. A lot of the majority are doing that, but the difference is research, analyzing, and that all goes into your clients. Now you, uh, as a single operator, I kind of wanted to talk about how you schedule work because in fact, this week you're out of work, uh, because of yeah. circumstances, you know, um, but how do you schedule that work? How do you prevent, you know, the downtime and, and remain in control of your schedule? Is that, is that, a- yeah. Um, so, I mean, I just keep a list of all the jobs coming up on my phone, um, in a little sticky note, Samsung notes, but I don't start a job until the previous one's finished. Mm. And I will, I will tell people when I bid the job, you know, I may be six weeks, eight weeks out. I'll let them know when I'm, you know, two weeks out and lock in their day. Mm. Um, so the, the reason I'm sitting at home this week, I finished the job last week and there was supposed to be the master bath and then a hall bath. Well, they decided to hold off on the hall bath until the master bath is totally done, you know, glass and, you know, vanity, all that good stuff. So I'm like, okay, you know, I thought I had another two weeks worth of work at this house. So I, Picked up my phone, looked at the next person in line and called them up, said, Hey, I'm I'm ready to start your job. I can be there Monday. They said, Oh, well, we had somebody else do it. Oh wow. So yeah, it kind of burned me. It's only happened to me like twice in twenty eight years. Yeah. That somebody actually messed up my schedule by you know, having somebody else do it. That's not bad. But it's it's still kind of 
it's still kind of a kick in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's where I need to get on the ball with, you know, doing contracts, doing deposits. Because, I mean, everything I've done for 28 years is basically handshake deals. Mm. You know, you give them a bid, they say you want to do it, and I say, okay. You know, and that that ten, that works for a small one-man operation, you know, because I don't have the huge overhead and, you know, all yeah. that good stuff. But it's still, you know, I can see where it would be beneficial to have a contract and have a deposit so that they have some skin in the game um, instead of just, you know, and, and people say, well, what about materials and this and that? Most of my clients, you know, they provide all the tile. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only materials I'm doing is, you know, thin set, grout, you know, go board, flow effects drain. Yeah. You know, it's not that big a deal. Right. Right. You know, if it's, if it's if it's a bigger job, it's going to last four or five weeks. I'll get a check like the first day to kind of cover some of that, and then a weekly checks. But you know, small jobs, a lot of them, I don't get paid anything until I'm done. Yeah. You know, if it's if it's just a small you know shower redo, I don't see a penny until I'm done with the shower. Yeah. Yeah. And it 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 works. You know, yes, I'm floating some money. Um, for their materials and whatnot, but you know, I've never been burned. <laughs> yeah. So do you, do you think is that something you're going to maybe reassess after this last thing or? Yeah, I need to get in, um, look at some of the template contracts and kind of see what they look like. Um, kind of figure out where I want, what my, I want mine to look like. Mm-hmm. So I want it to be simple. Um, you know, if it's under a page, that's great. Just outlining, you know, payment schedules, start dates, you know, are flexible, whatever. And, you know, here's your 10% deposit or whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh, so I'd, I'd like to do some of that. Um, part of me doesn't like the idea of a deposit because, you know, I don't, I don't want to get paid for something I haven't done yet. Mm. Um but if it if it locks them in on the schedule and keeps them from flaking on me, mm-hmm. then it'll be worth it. Yeah, yeah. That, so. the, and the the further out you, but I mean, you've only had it happen twice in twenty eight years. It's not bad. Is that what you said? Twenty eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But the further out you're booking, obviously, the higher the chances are somebody's going to bail. And I'm sure you're like everybody booking out. How far out are you booking right now? Uh, about the end of the year, right now. Yeah. So three, three, three and a half months. Something like yeah. that. All right. Yeah, it's, it's been crazy this whole this last year and a half since COVID. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think everybody decided to renovate their houses at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was a lot, so, yeah a lot of strange, a lot of stuff going on with that for sure. You're spending more time in your house. Um, you getting any people who started like a DIY project and then they need a professional? Um, no, most, most of them, you know, by the time I tell them I'm booked out two months, they can't, they can't wait. Oh, they can't wait. So, you know, 90%, yeah, 90% of my phone calls I get, you know, I tell them up front, you know, Hey, I'm booked until February. I'm booked until whenever they say, Oh, well we can't wait. So if we can't find anybody, we'll call you back. Yeah. 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 And that only gets worse. I don't even get to, to see them. That only gets worse as the hall, you know, as the closer we get to Thanksgiving yeah. and Christmas. I mean, people are like, you know, they're having a party, 
for Thanksgiving or Christmas, and they need you here today, and they're calling you today, and it's just like, oh, man, <laughs> I don't know what to yeah. tell you, but, man, you really uh, dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, well, it's. I've heard of people saying, you know, yeah, I can, I can do that, but it's going to be X number of dollars. They're going to pay a premium to get me there today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you, you can, know, my my schedule is flexible. I can move things around a little bit. But well, how do you keep your schedule flexible? As you know, as a, most as a smaller contractor, I always got a lot of pressure from clients and and pressure from myself also at. Um, not extending the start date. Like let's, you know, it's all estimates, right? Like, okay, we're going to ask, you know, we're three months out. Here's your estimate and right. here's our estimated start date. But in my mind, and I think most clients, you know, are pre, you know, future clients minds that potential start date is in fact a fact. And it's a hard, you know, are your start dates like real soft start <laughs> dates or how do you, how do you prepare that? That's no, they're, they're always soft start dates. Um, just cause I tell them up front that, you know, I work, for myself and by myself. So if, if one job takes two days longer, everything behind it gets pushed. Yeah. Um, so it's like, I usually tell them, you know, I'll give you a heads up about two weeks out when we're getting ready, when I have a firm start date. Yeah. And when I'm two weeks out, I can confirm, you know, yes, I can start at this date. Yeah. Yeah. But if I'm, two, if I'm two months out, I'm just guessing. Yeah. Like, cause I don't know how, you know, these three jobs ahead of you are going to go, you know, you like to think, you know, how long things are going to take, but you right. know, you might spend an extra day waiting on the plumber or waiting on tile or. Yeah. Yeah. And, and do you schedule, do you work like one job at a time or do you sometimes do two at a time? Yeah. One job at a time. Yeah. Um, I won't start anything until the one I'm on is done. Yeah. That's smart. Um, and so, that's, that's just the way. I, I've got a buddy that is a kind of a remodel contractor slash carpenter, and he will get four or five jobs going at once just to get, you know, deposit money. And all his jobs take six weeks longer than they were supposed to because he's he's running on fumes trying to please everybody and he's not pleasing anybody. Yeah. So I would I would rather them be a little bit annoyed that I can't get there until, you know, three weeks from now or whatever. Yeah. Versus really annoyed if I start their job and then disappear right. because I'm trying to do all these other jobs. Yeah, yeah. We see that a lot. You know, it's a hard concept to get. Just stick, stay on your job until it's done. But we see, I see, and I've been, you know, it, yeah, I, I, I've done it myself to where you start two at once or especially as you get employees and you're trying to keep everybody busy. And you know yeah. that like grout day is not going to keep everybody busy or, you know, you, so you kind of have, so then once you start to get employees, you really do have to start juggling typically a job and a half or, right. or start one while you're finishing another one type of thing. So things do start overlapping just because, you know, you're looking out for your, your employees who want, yeah. who want full 40 hour weeks. So it does get right. more complicated, but I, you know, so if there's any single installers out there or even an installer with an apprentice, you know, a small crew, Take one at a time, uh, clear, communicate, communicate clearly from the beginning. Hey, this is the way it's going to go down. Um, and that way, you, you know, you end up with happy clients like Joe has uh, and people who yeah. really ex enjoyed the experience um, from the, you know, from the beginning to the end. Let's talk. Right. Let's do, that, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You don't have a problem leaving you a five-star review because they loved you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Exactly. So tell yeah. us about, uh, you know, why you decided to go out to coverings this year um, and then your experience there and uh, what's on your so, Yeah, um, finding the Facebook groups two years ago just totally changed my world. Um, I quickly, you know, looked into the CTI program, looked into the NTCA, ordered a NTCA handbook, all that good stuff, nice. TCNA handbook. Um, so I had actually um, – was set to go to the 2020 coverings because it was going to be in uh, New Orleans. And I was, I was so pumped about it, but then it got shut down because of COVID. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, I was like, well, damn it. I'll, I'm going next year. You know, cause here I am 28 years in the industry. I've never been to anything fun like that. Right. right. I didn't even really know they existed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I said, you know, I'm going to go um, and just made the best of it. Um, spent way too much time on my feet, just checking everything out, hanging out with people, making great friends, uh, great memories, you know, rubbing elbows with the big wigs of all these major companies. And it was, it was awesome. Yeah. You know, I can't wait for the next one. Nice. Do you, what's, what's so, next on your calendar? Are you doing any more this year, like in 21, or are you just going to um, wait until next year? No, nothing else this year except for little random uh, trainings. I went to a small NCCA training a couple weeks ago, um, then did a little RDX training recently. Tried to get into a, Schlute, a two-day Schluter training that was this week, but they didn't have any spots left. Um, just show definitely up. Going, what, what day is it? Uh, I think it's thir- Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, people always cancel. People always, there's always empty seats. Tell yeah. If anybody gives you a hard time, just tell them the mustache sent you. Tell them Luke's. Right. Well, no. I mean, I was talking with Shannon and she said, no, it's totally full. Oh, I can't is it? Get you in. Oh, all right. All right. So, well, you talk to the boss then. All yeah. right. All right. Never mind. Yeah. Because every, everyone I've been in has empty seats. So a lot of people, right. you know, people have stuff come up. You know, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. People have stuff come up. Hey, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do it. Just show up. <laughs> so, no, I'm going, definitely planning coverings this next year in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, my wife wants to go. She wants to meet all these great people I keep talking about. <laughs> she actually joined GTP so that she could watch uh, Jason's videos. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he does good, good ones. Now, oh, yeah. um, I'll just plug the Total Solutions Plus because I, I mean I know you've decided not to go, but anybody yeah, listening, keep hearing about that. Yeah, anybody who's listening, that's um, Sunday, October twenty fourth through the twenty sixth. So it's a it's uh-huh. a it's a three day show, Sunday through Tuesday evening. Um, it's in Jacksonville this year, October twenty fourth through the twenty sixth, Jacksonville, Florida, um, and that's the industry's business event. So uh, there's okay. not there is a small trade you know, typical trade show where people are showing some new technology. It's much condensed. And I think it's only for two or three hours, one of the nights and that's it. So this is one for the business owner who wants to go, uh, and network with other business owners. Um, and the beauty, the, the beauty of it is you have some of the, the largest company owners in the, in the United States, possibly the world in the tile industry, all the way down to guys like you who are a one man show and they're just really um, investing. You know, Greg Michaels, well, he lives in Jacksonville, but he, you know, he goes to this show every single year. And he's like you. He's been a, a single owner operator for 30, 
plus years from what I understand. Um, right. And, hmm. and so he's, he's a big, you know, he always goes to this one. And uh, so it's really a cool show just to, you know, I don't want to, I'm not trying to pressure you per, per se. Everybody has their, right. their own schedule, but I wanted to bring it up because, you know, like Joe was saying, these, these events can really, you know, um, make a difference in a person's life. And, you know, we hear from a lot of people that are like you and myself included. We found social media first. Then we found TCNA and TCA and NTCA um, uh, coverings, surfaces, TSP. Then we found industry standards, right? So it's really, you know, bringing it back to that Isaac Ostrom conversation. It's all full circle. You got to have the social. And it's great when the social media works with the industry and the industry works with the social media to you know, completely yeah, I mean, that. shows like coverings and stuff just help kind of reignite your passion for the business. Um, and just wanting to do the best I can, Yeah, you know, for my clients. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so it, it, it's not about just looking pretty. It's got to be done right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, listen, Joe, I really appreciate you taking the time to um, no to join problem. me and share some insights into your business and your life. Is there anything else you'd want to tell the, the listeners that we missed? Uh, I think that's it. All right. Yeah, I think we covered everything. All right. All right, Joe, will you cool. enjoy the rest of your week? Get some stuff done. I hope you uh, have some fun and get to spend time with your family in, in the middle of it all. And uh, good luck on, on the next one that starts uh, next week, I guess. Yeah, yeah. All right. at it the next week. All right, Joe. We'll take it easy, all right? All right. Bye. All right, Tile friends. Well, I really appreciated getting to know Joe a little bit better and uh, get some insights into his business. Uh, he's really got a good thing going on there. And uh, like I say a lot, I, I like to highlight guys like Joe because uh, a large percentage, you know, probably 80% of the Tile contractors out there are, are smaller shops, you know, one or two man shops uh, like Joe Fowler is. And it can be a very successful business model, but uh, you just want to keep certain things in mind. It is a unique, you know, business. And then understand too, if you ever decide to pivot, uh, how that would look like. And we talked about some of that uh, during this interview. I really liked his uh, experience on, you know, his one of his clients upcoming who found him through Isaac Ostrom on the the Tile Coach YouTube channel and how that all kind of, you know, makes a circle. And, you know, people are going to find the tile industry through social media. And that is what's happening both from our side, tile contractors, as well as consumers. So they find it through social media. And then the, the industry works with social media. And then they meet the industry. And that's the way it's working in 2021. So, all right, tile friends. Like always, stay positive out there. I hope you have a great week. And as always, stay profitable, Tile friends. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Joe. Hey. Hey, we did it. Good job, man. <laughs>